Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hello, welcome back. I just want to take a minute to shout out to all the listeners. I appreciate you. I understand this is a new podcast, but I appreciate you and I thank you for tuning in every Thursday. So today, I thought we'd talk about something that probably touches each and every one of us. And it's something that is so crucial if you are planning to buy a home or have any other big financial goals. And this is debt. Now, it's a very debatable subject, whether or not you pay debt down first before you create a savings plan, whether or not you set up an emergency fund, or there's lots of questions when it comes to debt. The idea is that you want to pay it down as much as possible to, to give yourself room to be able to do the things that you want to do. But how long is that going to take? So according to the latest MN Consumer Debt Index, which is conducted quarterly by Ipsos, more Canadians say that life's necessities are becoming less affordable as the cost of living continues to soar. In the last few months, we've had several interest rate hikes. So according to the survey, 52% of the people state it's more difficult to feed themselves and their families. 49% of the people state it's more difficult to put money aside for savings. 37% find it more difficult to pay for transportation and housing and 45% find it more difficult to pay for clothing and other basic household needs. So what does that mean? Most of our paycheck is going towards basic necessities, and it's leaving us less and less as a financial buffer because of increasing inflation and the higher cost of living. The average household debt ratio is 13.63%, which means for every dollar, $1.63 is being paid to creditors. People are now borrowing for everyday expenses and not just the nice-to-haves. So what to do? If you're in the market to buy a home, or you're thinking of buying a home, you need to address the elephant in the room, which is debt. So let's go through a six-step process to eliminate this debt. The Innovation, Science, and Economic Development of Canada have developed this six-step process to get out of debt. And I'll link the full article in my show notes as well. So the first thing they say is to make a budget. Now we've been talking about this, so you guys know. And if you're new to this podcast, I highly recommend that you go through episode one through eight because it really builds the foundation for a good financial position. 
So in episode six, we did talk about how to create a budget. So go and get the, the full scoop on that. I would go back and listen to episode six. But the basic premise is that you know where your money is going, you evaluate your needs and your wants, and then you think about your financial goals. So we talked about tracking. Tracking is so important to actually figure out where you are at. And I have developed a beautiful tool that actually has tons of analytics to help you guys with that. I will link the link in my show notes as well for that. Make sure you get on the wait list because as soon as it comes out, you want to be the first in line for that. Okay, so back to it. All right, so evaluating your needs and wants right? So this is where you kind of are going through that bank statement. You're looking at what you're spending your money on. You're deciding whether or not it's a want or it's a need. This is the key, right? We need to actually see if there's space in that budget to reduce and and put that money to better use. And then finally, we did talk about before is our goal setting, you know, making sure that your goals are on point, you're using the smart method, you're making it specific and measurable and timely, and realistic and actually fitting into your budget. So these are all components of creating a solid budget. So the next step is checking your credit health. Now your credit score is a measurable way of seeing where you're at. And it's the way that vendors look at you so that you're all on a level playing field. Some people have more assets, some people have less assets, some people have more debt, some people have more income. So how do you compare, right? The credit score is something that's going to put everybody on a level playing field and they're going to rank you based on a set of criteria. So in Canada, credit scores range from 300 to 900. Scores over 600 are considered to be good. Scores over 750 are considered to be excellent. So that anything under 600, you need a little work to do. But why is having a good credit score important if you're trying to pay down debt? Well, because it gives you more options. You may be able to borrow money at a lower interest rate and pay less interest over a long period of time. So having a low credit score is going to make it difficult for you. There are so many apps out there that you can go and check your credit score and keep on top of it to make sure that you're keeping your options wide open. So what if your credit score is low? This is a reflection of how you're managing your money. If you are missing payments, you're not paying your minimum payments on time, and you're not able to manage the debt, that is going to be a reflected in your credit score. How do we combat that? We create a plan. There are two methods to paying down debt that are great strategies. The first is called the snowball method. And this was invented by Dave Ramsey, I believe. And what it means is that you take the lowest dollar value of debt that you have and you attack that first. So the first exercise would really be to itemize all the debt that you have. This is including credit cards, line of credits, car loan, student loan, parents loan, any kind of loan that you have, you're going to list it in the order of the dollar value. And then you're going to attack the first one, which is the lowest dollar value first. So how do you attack it? (laughs) Remember when we talked about the cash flow statement, you need to be in a positive cash flow state in order for this to work which means that your income has to be higher than your expenses. So this is why we looked at the expenses before we created the plan. So now at this point, we should have a positive cash flow. There should be money left over at the end of the day after all our bills and expenses are paid. 
this is the amount that we're going to use and break it up into our financial goals. The first thing is keep that money set aside to save for your down payment for your home. The second thing is you want to attack your debt, right? Now, which is more important? This is where I was talking about where the debate comes in. Do you put all your money towards attacking the debt or do you just pay minimum payments and put all your money towards saving for your down payment? The answer is you need to do both. The credit score is super important when you're going to go seek out a mortgage. You need to make sure that your credit score is solid. So that means you need to address the debt. I would say that you need to put some aside, of course, for the down payment, but at the same time, you need to address that debt. That means putting a certain amount onto the debt. What you do is take that amount and you put the majority on the lowest balance first. And then after that, you would just be paying the minimum payments on all the other debts. And as soon as that first debt, which is the lowest amount, is paid off, you move on to the next one. And that's why it's called the snowball effect. Let's say your debt in total was $2,000 and you started paying $300 to that lowest amount first. Once that $2,000 is paid off, you're going to take that $300 plus the minimum payment that you were paying on that second debt and combine it and start attacking the second debt. Maybe that debt is $4,000. So now you're paying $350 towards that debt and so forth. This is how the snowball works. The beauty of this method is that you feel like you have momentum. As soon as that first debt is paid off, you are going to feel like a million bucks. And then you move on to the second debt and so forth. And that gives you the momentum to do more and save more and, and be better with your expenses. The next strategy is called the avalanche method. And this method is known for reducing your total overall debt amount. What I mean is, when you do that sort order, instead of listing it by the lowest amount to the highest amount, this time you're going to list your debt in order of the interest rate. So if the interest rate is super high, that is the debt that you're going to start with first. And then you work your way down. The reason for this is that if you're attacking the highest interest rate first, you're going to save more money overall in the long run. And that is why it's called the avalanche method, because you're knocking out the debt that has the highest amount of interest and working your way downwards. Now the downside to this particular method is that you don't have that incentive. You know it's going to take you longer to pay off $7,000 and let's say you're paying it at a rate of $300 a month. It's going to take you a little bit longer and you don't have that push or that feeling of accomplishment of paying off that first debt as fast as possible. They both have their pros and cons and whatever you feel more comfortable with, they are both solid strategies. If you need help setting something like this up, I would highly recommend you just reach out to me. We have tools that we can offer and I'm going to put that in our show notes as well today. I got a lot of goodies for you guys today. Anyway, it's a tool that is going to help you with the snowball method. And it's going to show you exactly what you have outstanding. It's going to show you how long it's going to take to pay off all your debt. It is a fantastic tool. If you're listening to this particular episode, you are going to get this tool for free. So make sure to check the show notes and enter your information so that you can be on the list to get that as well. Okay, so moving on to step four. This is where we take control and take action. We have our plans, we have the strategies, we know how much we have left over at the end of the day. Let's put it into place. The key to this is to be realistic. 
because the bumps along the way are going to come up. Just because you have a plan doesn't mean that life is going to now roll out perfectly for you. Your car is going to break down. Your appliances are going to break down. Something's going to happen, right? And so we need to make sure that this fits into our budget and we are comfortable with it. If something were to happen, we want to be able to navigate and make sure that we're back on track within a short period of time. This is where the emergency fund comes in to play. We can't forget about it because those things do come up. As much as we want to, you know, save for the home or, or pay off our debt, the emergency savings is such a key thing because without it, we just end up in more debt. And so it's important to allocate a certain percentage to that emergency savings fund. The next step is pushing ourselves a little bit. It's called stretching your dollar. We looked at our expenses and we saw where we can make improvements, but now can we push it that much further? I was talking with my cousin the other day and we were just reminiscing about when our kids were younger and you wanted to take them out and do activities and worth, but same time, you want to save that money for bigger goals. And so how can you reduce the amount of money that you're spending on that activity, but still have fun at the same time? One of the examples that I had remembered was I used to always take my kids to the movie night on the cheap day. We're still going to see the latest movie that was out, but I'd always go on the cheap night, like it's 50% off or something. It's just a way that we just cut our expenses a little bit. Or you look for those discount theaters. It doesn't have to be the big, massive theaters. It could be a smaller theater. You know, when your kids are young, they don't really know the difference. So why not try and save in that way? It's just thinking outside the box so you can push your dollar a little bit farther so that you can do more of what you really want to do. Why spend the additional on all the snacks and everything that goes with the movies? Maybe buy them some treats at the dollar store or allow them to choose whether or not they'd want the snacks there or going to McDonald's or something else after the movie is done. We just have to think outside the box and push that dollar a little bit further. Now, I've talked a lot about discretionary expenses because that's where we have a lot of control, but it's actually really important to look at your fixed expenses as well. And this is especially important if you're in a position where there is close to negative cash flow. Fixed expenses are things like your rent, your electricity, the bills that keep coming every month. You need to look at those things. And if it's too much for what your income is, they need to be assessed as well. Some of us have our ambitions are super high, but the reality is that you can't really afford them. So as you list things on paper, you're going to know it's going to come shining through that perhaps even your rent is too high than what you can actually afford. Now, there's two options there. You can either move to something that's a little bit cheaper or you can actually increase your income by getting a side hustle job or something like that. So important to look all around at all the different places your money is going so that you can be in a better position to obtain your financial goals. So the final step on this plan is to plan ahead. And we've touched on this a little bit, and this is about being prepared. So you've got your budget, you have a debt management strategy, but now you got to look towards the future. So as you can see, saving for your down payment for your first home, there is so much involved. And I want all of you to be in a great position to reach your financial goals. If you feel like you need a little bit of help or a coach, reach out. You know, I'm just 
a message away. You can reach out to me on social media, send me a DM. We can set up a 30 minute call and just go through the strategies and help you set up a plan. There are so many options. I just want to make sure that all of you are on track and that you're going to be in the best position to reach all of your ambitions. If this episode resonated with you, I really hope that you can share this with a friend. Debt is something that we all face. And why not give your friends or your family the opportunity of seeing it a little bit differently and not feeling overwhelmed and anxious and stressed? Because this is the number one reason why people stay up at night worrying about debt. So please share this with a friend and we'll see you next Thursday. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.